Hello and welcome to Atlantic Conversations. I'm Fanula Sweeney. The Atlantic Fellowship Program works with a diverse community of leaders around the world with a common commitment to fairer, healthier, more inclusive societies. Through its seven programs focused on equity and healthcare, socio-economic equity and racial equity, the Atlantic Fellowships offer those leaders an opportunity to gain new perspectives and new colleagues while strengthening their confidence in their work for change. In each podcast, I'll be speaking to an Atlantic Fellow about their work and ambitions for a more just world. For this series, I travelled to Cape Town to meet up with some of the first Atlantic Fellows for Health Equity South Africa at Takano. Today, I'm joined by Bulela Vava. Bulela is a public sector dentist working in rural South Africa for the Eastern Cape Department of Health. I began by asking him to paint a picture of oral health care in South Africa today. Like all the other countries, we look at oral health from both the services but also the disease burden aspect. From a services aspect, you're looking at a country with about 55 million people. You then have no more than 1,200 dentists working in the public sector. You're looking at a country with an unemployment rate of 27%, where 37% of the same South Africans live in rural conditions, often characterized by poverty, poor education. If you follow the trends, the more educated, the more you earn, the more access to healthcare services you have. One could go as far as to say that in South Africa, more than 20 million South Africans depend on only 1,000 dentists, roughly. How does that work in a rural community with not enough dentists, where someone is unemployed, has difficulty getting access to seeing a dentist? That's where I've done most of my work and actually where I work currently. The rural oral health picture is quite frustrating, both for the community, but also us as healthcare workers working in those environments. You're looking at poor access to equipment, not enough staff, terrible working conditions, if I can say that, and somebody who has to travel long distances, what it means for them is that sometimes when they take that 200-kilometer journey to go and access that care, it is possible they can go home without that care. I work in a district of 1.4 million people, actually the largest district by population in the Eastern Cape. What I've spent my time doing has been trying to plug the holes, running around and recruiting people, because that's all we can do at this stage. You're looking at a country where We're facing austerity measures, frozen posts, very hard to fill vacant posts, very hard to recruit and retain oral healthcare workers to work in the public sector, especially in rural areas, because the private sector in South Africa is still lucrative despite its challenges. What drives your passion for dental care? I wanted to register for medicine, but that didn't work out. And I took dentistry on three reasons only. A friend of mine told me, you get money, you get a title, and you have time to watch your kids play soccer. And then I said, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good motivation as any. So, So that for me was initially the whole plan. I only walked into activism much later on. Coming from a disadvantaged background, what you want is just to change your situation. Choose something that's going to give me security. And now you're in this program and you start asking yourself the serious questions. What am I doing here? In late 2017, early 2018, I asked myself, how do I go beyond myself? The think tank that facilitated that thinking process was the Tekano Fellowship Program. And when I joined that program, it really catalyzed my thinking 
how do I connect everybody else? And how can we start the conversation of changing the status quo? Because nobody had done it ever before. Then I conceptualized this whole network. That's quite scary. <laughs> so it's happening now. Can you give us a sense of how you go about this? I know it's a very complex issue. Yeah. The beginning step was how do I get people who are working, number one, in very different parts of the country? How do I get people when I am actually based in a rural area and have no access to other people talking to each other about the common problems? I had friends who were working in other provinces, Limpopo, Bumalanga, Gauteng. We all have the same problems, but nobody actually was getting into a room to say, okay, how do we solve it? This went beyond dentists. There's oral hygienists, dental assistants, dental technicians, dental therapists. How can all these people come into one room and actually have the discussion? Technology connects us. It's one important tool to use. I just started a WhatsApp group. <laughs> One thing led to another. And now we have the forum. We call ourselves the Public Oral Health Forum. We have 80 members, different oral health care workers working for the state, first promoting oral health generally. Well, that leads me to my next yes. question. How do you persuade people who have got other priorities, literally putting food into their mouths and the mouths of their families, that dental care is important? I'm vice president of the South African Dental Association's Young Dentists Council. I noticed that the South African Dental Association was a signatory in the World Dental Federation. The World Dental Federation has got research, it's got a lot of promotional tools that you can use and leverage on to teach people how to prioritize health. But the biggest message, however, has been and will always be the link between your oral health and systemic health. In the South African landscape, we're quite lagging behind from our global counterparts in the sense that there's not enough localized research in the field. There's enough research globally when you're looking at the links between oral health and diabetes, for example, oral health and immunosuppression, oral health cancer. Locally, not enough coming out. When it comes to trying to get people to think oral health and actually learn to prioritize it, for me, it's not about focusing on treating disease, but rather doing the cheap thing, which is basically having a toothbrush and a toothpaste mm -hmm. and actually using those things appropriately, which everybody has access to. For me, this is about dignity. The only reason it's clothed in oral health is because I happen to be a dentist. Sometimes it's just better to make changes where you are. Add your hand in the bigger global dignity restoration project. You don't have to leave and join another struggle. You don't have to do anything but make change where you are. For me, oral health is not literally about people being able to eat. It's actually about dignity. It's about the fact that in our country and globally, the people who are well off have more access to oral health services than people who are not. And everybody's smile matters. It's not only the stars in the US, Hollywood. It belongs even to the lowly of us. A final question. If you and I were to be having this conversation five years from now, what is it that you would like to be saying that you've achieved? What I do like is when we achieve stuff. So for me, what I'd love to see five years from now is a large body of oral health activists in South Africa that have found their way into some other African countries informing how oral health programs are being set up and how access to the marginalized populations is actually improved. A big win for me would be fast forward to five years from now, people are talking about the Public Oral Health Forum as a change maker. One that is coming into a space where healthcare practitioners generally don't talk to each other. That's all I'd love to hear, that there's a group of people, not Bulela Vava, my name on billboards or anything like that. No, I'm not the forum. We're the forum. And can we just make sure that we build the forum? Yes, the focus is local, South Africa, but we want to go to Africa. 
And if we can get this discussion up at global level as well, that'd be really, really lovely. I'm already looking forward to having that conversation, hopefully in five years' time. Hopefully we will. Balele, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for having me. That was Balela Vava, Atlantic Fellow for Health Equity South Africa at Takano. For more information, you can visit www.atlanticfellows.org. I'm Fanula Sweeney, and you've been listening to the Atlantic Conversations podcast.